We talk about the importance of a morning routine a lot. This episode, we want to talk about actually creating the desire to wake up. Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I am a social media marketer, writer, and a mom to three boys, ages four, two, and one. And I'm Tara Lynn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 10, eight, five, and two. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. Okay, I have our face palm today, and I have one, but Terrilyn was just telling me about a rendition of Baby Shark that I've never heard, and I think my face palm should be never hearing this. But my face palm is going to be multitasking. I'm really trying hard. I think I have a tendency to try to multitask. We all know that multitasking isn't real. It's more switching it's tasking. <laughs> it's an illusion. Um, but I go through phases of being really good at it and really good at not multi multitasking. But this last couple of days, I've been like finding myself multitasking like without thinking about it, like subconsciously. And I feel like, seriously, <laughs> I like find myself like brushing my teeth twice, taking stuff places that they don't really go, like walking around my house with stuff that's supposed to go one place, but then I brush my teeth at the same time and like calling someone. And then I stop and I'm like, oh, I've already done all this or whatever. So recommitting to not multitasking because it really doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay. I just got to circle back here for a second. Sorry. You have never heard a recording of Baby Shark. You've only heard real humans in real life singing it? I've heard real humans, and then I've seen on social media a like, little clip of Baby Shark, do 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 and that's all I've heard, and I thought, I'll never play that out loud for my kids. Because then they'll be addicted to it. But this uh, rendition, who was it? James Gordon. Yeah, I've got to listen to it. I was talking about the inspiration, but I just want, I mean, that's, I can't believe you've never actually seen a video for Baby Shark. That's huge. You're My kids aren't big enough to see that on their oh own accord, own. like bring it to yeah. me, but your older kids are probably like, Mom. Oh, you're missing out. You're missing out. As James Gordon says, it's the song that's changed, defined a generation. It's inspirational. And it moves the people. Tara only brings good recommendations, so... Exactly. We'll give you a book. Fine literature. And Baby Shark by James Corden. It's spectacular. If you haven't seen it, honestly. Okay, well, let's put it. that in the show notes. Okay. We, we will send you a YouTube link inspiring you for greatness. Yes. James Corden seen Baby Shark. It's awesome. Morning motivation. Exactly. Start your morning with this. It'll bring you joy. Oh, so funny. So, okay, my uh, high five. I briefly mentioned it on another episode, but it's worth uh Actually, having as a high five and explaining to you about it. So, me and my kids found this book at the library. It's called "You've Got Dragons" by Nick uh, Mayland and Catherine Cave, and it's all about like they chose it because it looked like it was about dragons, and my kids like dragons. But it's all about um, that their negative dragons are negative emotions. So it can be as you're reading it, you're like, this sounds like it could be talking about something as serious as like depression mm -hmm. or just a fear that you have that comes back or testing anxiety for school or, you know, just whatever negative emotion. It can be used on, like, little emotions or big emotions. And, oh, my heavens. I mean, I probably read it, like, they keep asking for it, so I've probably read it 50 times now. And we keep getting it from the library. Like, we'll check it in, and then <laughs> a few times later, we'll, like, get it back. And in it, but my favorite tips from this book, okay, so my, let me just give you a quick overview of the book, and then I'll tell you why it's a high five for me. And, okay, so... In it, it talks about how you're just walking along and sometimes you realize all of a sudden you're not feeling good on the inside and you realize you've got dragons. And it talks about how like all the things we do with our dragons or our negative emotions. We try to push them away. We try to pretend that they're not there. We try to, but the, but the problem with that anytime, which we've talked about this so much, anytime we try to push something away, <clears throat> what happens? It stays. 
longer. And it's yes. a lot of energy trying to pretend like you're not feeling a certain way when you really are. Mm-hmm. So, and then he has all these cute, or she, I don't know which one writes the words, or if it's t- or if one, anyway. Um, like, gives all these really cute, some of them are like cute tips. Like, if you have a kid who's feeling a really strong emotion, maybe some anxiety or something, you can actually have him draw it in the form of a dragon. So, you know, my dragon that makes me nervous to go to school is orange with green stripes Mm -hmm. and its name is Rupert Mm -hmm. and just giving it a name and like actually like looking at it which is adults I mean it is so powerful to say like I'm feeling this yes I can see that I'm feeling this really strong emotion just giving it a name is so powerful Mm -hmm. kind of what you're doing is you're leaning into it which is one of our (laughs) mottos here and anyway and then you actually it shows this picture it's my favorite page of the whole book shows this picture of like this kid who's like he says greet your dragon so you actually like it shows him like with his palms together, bowing, greetings, honorable Aww. dragon. And then the dragon bows back and is like, greetings, honorable Ben. <sighs> and it's all about how you actually get to a point where you're actually respecting your negative emotions. When you when you actually honor them, give them a space, and it says like you can tell them jokes, you know, whatever, all these fun things. And then one day, the dragon is, is gone, and you're ready to meet the next dragon when it comes along. Anyway, so it's so fun because it's really, like, introduced all these fun ways to address negative emotions with my kids, and it's really cute. Anyway, my two-year-old was, you could tell he was feeling a little cranky, and I'm, anyway, I picked him up, and I'm holding him, and he's like, Mommy, me got dragons. Oh. (laughs) It was so cute. Because you could tell he was like, I am feeling something, and I'm not loving it. I don't have, I'm two, so I don't have, like, all the words. But for me, I mean, that is emotional intelligence and and resilience. And so to me, it was a total high five. Like, the books you're reading makes a difference. Yeah. And a two-year-old can start having conversations in his own mm-hmm. language mm-hmm. about emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm feeling. I, I, I mean, that. his only words he knows now for feelings are probably sad. Like, the basics, sad, right. angry. I mean, sad, mad, and happy. Those mm-hmm. are probably his only ones mm-hmm. he knows so far. Mm-hmm. Whereas my older ones, we really focus on naming the specific, all the little nuances of the different emotions. But he knows he can say, I love that. I've got dragons. You That's know, I'm not so feeling cute. right now. I anyway. love that. It's just like the having tea with Mara example we talked yes, about. As yes. In, like, it's just like little kid yeah. level. I love that. Invite the beast. And invite it's the normal. beast. Invite yeah. the emotion. Uh-huh. Actually, invite it to tea. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Or put, didn't you say it's putting your head in the beast's mouth. Yes. You can even yeah. get that uh-huh. close with it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so we're going to do a quick listener question, and then we're going to talk about um, motivation, morning motivation. Okay, so this question comes from a listener who is having trouble with her two-year-old um, when she tells him no. He just doesn't like to be told no when he wants something, like all of us. <laughs> So, this is her question. So, her son will, for example, want another cookie after he has already gotten a treat. So, she'll tell him, no, buddy, you already had your snack. And she then describes the things that she normally does that that haven't been working. So, she'll try to distract him with something else or use the timeout or um, repeating what she previously said and... So when she does these things, usually he'll get frustrated and hit her. And then she'll say something like, we don't hit. And then he'll hit again, cry, scream, and continue on. And and he seems to do that until he gets what he wants. So I really love this question because, one, I feel like this is two-year-olds in a little nutshell. They know what they want and... Their whole world is focused on getting that one thing. Um, And they can hold on to that want for quite a long time. It's so true. So our tips for her, so if if I were to go back and kind of redo this situation, so he has his treat, and then he asks, okay, I want a cookie. And I think it's, you know, okay, good to tell him the reasoning that first time. So, you know, we're not going to have another cookie right now. We've already had our treat for the day. I wouldn't then repeat that over and over again or try to explain it. it. has a lot of sugar, this and that. Those kind of things I think for older kids are, you know, we can talk about whatever your reasonings are. But for two-year-olds, they, it doesn't really matter what you say. And it's almost like you're getting down into it with him. So I would just say, 
no, you know, you already had your snack. And then after that, just really trying to, and I know it's easier said than done, but get to that place of accepting he does really want the cookie and he's going to be really mad, frustrated, all those things about it. And that's okay for him to feel those things and then stopping him from hitting. So then he's frustrated, he's screaming, he's mad, he comes to hit you. And I think because of how many times they do it, most kids this age do know not to hit. They already know not to hit. So if you, again, if you want to say that once, we don't hit. I actually like to say better, I won't let you hit me because mm-hmm. they kind of already know we don't hit. But it's almost like in their mind, they're like, but we do hit. I hit, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. So like, I won't let you hit me. Hold this little hand calmly, not like gripping it like, <laughs> like you're feeling the madness. I won't let you hit me. And if he needs you to help him through that for a minute, you know, holding him for a minute, letting him cry, just making sure that you're not letting him land those punches because you're the you're the big protector, you're the mama bear. Obviously, some are going to catch you off guard, but, you know, try to stop him. I won't let you hit me. And then giving him, you know, I try to give a little comfort in those situations, but you have other things you need to do, and that's, it's okay to then move on and not be in that tantrum the whole time with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll be hearing the tantrum. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yes. But you don't have to be like staring into his yes. eyes the whole time. Like, I dare you. You can just yeah. move on with mm-hmm. the dishes or whatever you mm-hmm. do. Yeah. And if it keeps going on, even if I'm doing something else, sometimes I'll say, man, you still really want that cookie or, or whatever it is. Like just like, You're still really acknowledging it. Right yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope and that's it's funny because when it ends, if you do let it just kind of finish itself out, mm-hmm. that feeling, like mm-hmm. you just let it come out, yeah, periodically saying, yeah, you're really frustrated. And then all of a sudden it just stops. Yeah, it's, so it's cool. true. It's, it's true. Like, oh, okay. And then yeah. just walk away. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's it, so great. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it's unpleasant to get used to that concept <laughs> of letting it. This isn't, this is not a pleasant no. <laughs> situation. You're not going to be like, I, I love, love this. It. Yeah. You're just going to be like breathing, you know. Yeah. Like, Okay, we're okay. We're safe. I'm in a safe place. Yep. Awesome. Well, okay. So we're going to talk about we our first two episodes. um, The first episode of this podcast is Felicia goes into detail about her morning routine, and I the second episode I go into detail about my morning routine. Specifically, um, I expand a lot on meditation. So today we're going to talk. We have heard a lot of people. say things like, I know that waking up in the morning is great. Like there's all these awesome proven benefits. I I want to do it. I want to, but like, how do I actually make it happen? And I've heard people give advice like, just do it. Yeah. Which in theory should (laughs) be enough, right? Like, oh yeah, just do it. Sure. I'm in. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like that sounds really exciting. Maybe I should. And you do it for like a day and you're like, oh my heavens, I'm so, I'm just so tired. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk about how to actually make it happen. We're going to talk about the why, but then how to do it, how to make it one of those non-negotiable, awesome, change your life kind of things. Mm -hmm. Because there's some really just great practical tips that we have that are really going to help you. So first of all, it's important to find, just take a minute to think about your why. Why do you even want to do something in the morning that rejuvenates you? Mm -hmm. Why not just sleep as long as you possibly can and then wake up, roll out of bed, go to work or wake up, roll out of bed or have your kids just climb into bed with you or be yelling for breakfast from the other room. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of options here when it comes to just sleeping as long as you can. But either way, why, why, Mm -hmm. why actually make the effort to do something before that time, before you have to get up, why would you ever miss sleep? Yes. So my personal why, I mean, I could like, I could just, oh my heavens, I can't tell you how much waking up in the morning has changed my life. In fact, for years, I actually wanted to wake up early for years. I remember reading Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, and he talks about the quadrant two stuff, which is the things in your life that are not urgent but are important. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we wait. We have all these things that are just crises that just come up, and we just deal with just the urgent things, Mm -hmm. and we never get to the actual important things that aren't urgent. Mm -hmm. And when I read that book, I mean, this was literally probably 15 years ago, I remember being like, if I could just wake up in the morning That's like the answer. That's like the thing that I'm not doing that's important but not urgent. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years went by. (laughs) And I never woke up early. I just never did. I mean, I would if I had to, like to write a paper for college or something. Mm -hmm. But I never woke up just to fill my own personal bucket, Mm -hmm. my spirit, my soul, my body, all of that. 
Then I came across the book um, Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And for some reason, the tips he gave, the specifics, and we're going to share a lot of those specifics today, actually made me somehow, it transformed, like it totally transformed my life. Mm-hmm. I set it as a habit that became a non-negotiable. And I can say as a mother, it has... Oh, game changer. Game yeah. game changer is like not even like a strong enough word yeah. for it. I can't even describe it. <laughs> so the, the why for me is as we go throughout our day, I don't care what you do. If you have an amazing job, if you're working at a job you don't like, if you are home with your kids, whatever you're doing, you are giving. You are taking what's inside of you and you're putting it out there and you're hopefully helping make the world around you a better place. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of giving. Mm-hmm. If you can take time in the morning, whether that's six minutes or an hour or two hours, whatever your thing is, if you can take that time to actually refill your soul, I look at it so you guys know I'm a yoga instructor and in yoga we talk about prana, which is like energy that's out there. If you can like take the time through the things we're going to be talking about today to pull in some energy into you, for me it's about connecting with God, which is like the source of all spiritual energy. It's about feeding my mind. I'm usually putting something good into my body. I'm energy management. I'm using that for like exercise. It seriously, it doesn't matter what happens in the day. If when my kids wake up, I've already like filled my bucket so much. Like I feel like at the end of my mornings, I feel this like, I feel like I'm like brimming over with energy, vitality, joy. Like I'm just feeling like I am so full. My minds, I've been like intellectually fulfilled because I've been reading. Like I'm feeling so great that when my kids wake up, I'm so pumped to see them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, yes, yep. we got this. Yep. And then after a few hours, sometimes I am like, whew. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm, you know, feeling a little whatever. But I can like go back to like, you know what? I've already filled my bucket though. Yep. I've already filled my bucket. And I may need to take a little, re- like a little recharge shortly you know whether it's like a few deep breaths in the afternoon or whatever but it just like changes my entire day I am able to be better for everyone around me when I take care of the inside of myself first so not only does it feel like I'm tapping into my own life like I'm looking forward to my days Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling good Mm -hmm. which is probably my first reason for doing it Mm -hmm. but second of all I show up better for every single person in my life when I do this habit so that's my why for me it makes a huge difference for me and it makes a huge difference for the people in my life yeah, and I think it's huge that if I, you know, go through phases of <clears throat> not waking up and having my really good morning routine, I feel almost in the, like, in my subconscious throughout the day, this, like, unfettered, like, anxious, like, lack of self-care slash there's a lot of things I want to yes. achieve, and they're, like, back here, like, yes. like, do me, help me, do and something. Do, <laughs> and do you ever think? There has to be more to this. Totally. Because I totally. thought that when I was a new mom and I wasn't doing yep. this, I would think the end of the day would come and I'd be like, there has to be more yep. to life than this. Yeah. Not that I don't love it and I chose it, but there has yeah. to be more. Totally. And there is more and you can get it in the yeah. morning. It's yes. Amazing. And just to note, Terlyn was, has always been more of a night owl person and her, all her productiveness. So for those of you out here who's like, I'm just a morning person. Terrilyn is the most night owl person I've ever met in my entire life, and she switched her routine. I did. So you, so it doesn't have to be all about biology. No. Because, like, my husband, naturally, even when he was, like, seven, he would, like, go to bed at seven at night. Like, his yeah. family would be, like, playing a game, and they'd be like, where's yeah. Jeff? Yeah. Oh, he went to bed. Yeah. That's, like, his natural thing, and yeah. my natural thing, you're right, totally opposite. Yeah. But it has been worth it to me, especially yep. as a parent. Mm-hmm. It's has been worth the switch. Mm-hmm. Maybe when I don't have kids at home, I may switch my routine around and do my miracle morning more at eight or something. Right. right. But right now, yep. waking up at five for me is like it totally works. worth it. And yep. I can honestly say, I can honestly say I'm a morning person. Yep. Even though my natural biorhythms are not. Yeah. So I started out, I've always been more of a morning person. I do have more energy definitely <clears throat> to achieve in the morning. Um, so this journey started for me with coming into motherhood and feeling that my bucket's really empty and it wasn't necessarily like Cohen was a pretty good baby and I it you know like the days were good and I was like I love you this is so fun but it was like the um like the adult part of me is the best way to explain it was kind of like 
wah, wah. like I kind of at the end of the day, like, mm, well, that 50th diaper was fun, you know, like, and this is, just, I just felt once, so we kind of came into the Miracle Morning as a family, all of us, like, and it was just so, it felt so fulfilling. And so for me, it is that filling my personal bucket um, so that no matter what happens in the day with my kids, no matter how long I have to sit with someone because they were hurt or how much of a treadmill I feel like I'm on because I'm cleaning constantly in the back of my mind instead of feeling like, ugh. And also, I've done nothing for myself today. It's like I've filled up my bucket totally from my morning routine. So <clears throat> some I really like – so when if you're going to start this journey, I would say ask yourself – Think, who are the most important people to you? And this is something that Hal Elrod said. And most people are going to think, myself, that sounds selfish, but yourself. Like, unless you're putting, unless you're filling your own bucket, you can't give to anybody else. And the other most important people, probably your family, significant others, even jobs, even anything like that. How do you show anyone that you value them? And it's time. It, if we go down to the core, it's time. It's and so if you're not giving yourself any time at all, then you're not really valuing yourself. Um, other things you can ask yourself. So I'd say, like, just think about that. Maybe write down um, what are your core values, what are your strengths, priorities, what would a truly fulfilling life look like to you. Again, these are all in, in the Miracle Morning. But if, if you kind of start brainstorming on, well, after my kids go off to school, I want to write a book, I want to open this Etsy shop, I want to do all these these different things. How are you going to create that and start educating yourself for that now? And that's what I love about the Miracle Morning is it gives me that control when the whole day is a wild card, frankly, with kids. You never know what's going to happen. But I feel control over my entire day and success if I do it in the morning. Mm-hmm. And for those of you with really awesome careers, if you can take the time in the morning to, like, you're almost like bringing yourself up to a, a certain level, then success in your career follows that. Mm-hmm. If you're at a personal level, you're doing personal growth, and you're feeling like, I'm actually improving the inside of myself, mm-hmm. I really think career success, you don't ever want your career success to get ahead of where you are on your mm-hmm. personal level. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I think it was Jim Rohn who, who said that. But if you can actually, like, your success is just plowing forward. You guys can't see my hands here. But my your success on one hand is like plowing forward on the inside. Like you mm-hmm. are growing. You're awake. You're mm-hmm. conscious. Mm-hmm. You're aware of where you are. Then any career success that will follow, mm-hmm. it feels good. You don't feel yep. off balance. You know yep. what I mean? Anyway, totally. So for it applies so well. Whether you're a stay-at-home parent or you have an awesome career, this time in the morning is like yep. awesome. It's game changer. So we're going to talk about, yes, game changer. We're going to have to think of a more strong word here. Um, So we're going to give some tips. So these tips, we're going to give you Hal Elrod's specific tips on how to make it happen. And my recommendation would be try to do most of these. So for me, when I first started setting this habit, Mm -hmm. I tried to do all of them. Mm -hmm. And then now, and then Felicia and I will show you with you how we've adapted to ourselves now. Because I always like to hear, what does this actually look like in your own life? But... Um, just, so here's a few tips. First of all, the concept of snoozing, um, he calls it, uh, you're a snoozeaholic if you mm-hmm. are snoozing a lot in the morning. So, and I think we've all done this before. You set your alarm for super early and then you snooze for an hour mm-hmm. and then you feel so mad mm-hmm. by the time you actually get up. Mad's maybe not the right word. I feel mad. Uh-huh. I feel like Annoyed. I could have just slept another hour, which would have been much more sleep. Yeah. Actual <laughs> sleep. Instead, I feel this terrible, like, oh, I'm, like, failing myself. But what, and that is, but that is what it is. Mm-hmm. So if you can look at it like this, when you have a relationship with somebody and they never follow through on anything they say they're going to do, mm-hmm. you're going to meet them for breakfast and they don't come. You're going to meet them for a meeting and they don't come. Your relationship with that person is going to deteriorate, right? So when we tell ourselves we're going to do something, and this applies to everything in life, but let's just talk about just mornings here. If you say, I'm going to wake up and then I don't, you're damaging your relationship with yourself and you're just kind of letting yourself down over and over and over. And nobody likes that feeling. It's a terrible feeling. Sure. So when you snooze a lot, when you keep pushing it over and over and over, what you're telling yourself is, I don't actually want to get out of bed. And it kind of like your whole thing for how you're seeing the day 
And it's is, almost like you're resisting yeah. life starting. Yeah, I don't want to be alive yeah. today. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't I mean, even want it to start. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And there's a really hilarious quote by um, a comedian, Demetrius Martin. Mm-hmm. And he says, he says, I actually can't find it right now. But he says something like, snoozing doesn't make any sense if you think about it. We don't want to wake up so bad that we just do it 50 times by snoozing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to wake up, so I'm just going to keep, keep making waking myself up. go through that process so many times. Yep. So my recommendation would be no snoozing. Commit to yourself. And then you can find, like Felicia and I will talk about a secondary option for snoozing. But I would say, if you're trying to set a morning routine, commit to yourself mm-hmm. for 30 days, no snoozing. Mm-hmm. Do not push that snooze button even once. Because, yep. um, again, later... We'll talk, like, anyway, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, um, so, don't snooze don't at snooze. all. Commit to yourself for 30 days, not snooze, snoozing. Yep. And then these are some more tips that Hal has. So, the next tip that he gives is to set an intention um, when you go to bed the night before. So, this could be something like doing affirmations. We will put a link to his bedtime affirmations. So, some of the ones I like are <clears throat> when I go to bed, I'm getting the perfect amount of sleep to feel rested and strong, regardless of how much sleep I'm actually getting. Because, yes, we want to strive for getting, you know, whatever it is for you, somewhere in the seven to nine hour range, probably. That sounds great to all of us. But if you go to bed and you're only going to get six and a half hours of sleep and you look at it and you think, oh my gosh, that is horrible. I'm going to feel like crap when I wake up. You will feel like that. But if you can go to bed, regardless of the amount of sleep you're getting, again, yes, trying to get a good amount of sleep. We're not saying sleep three hours. But change your mindset. I'm grateful for the amount of sleep. I love doing my miracle morning. I'm so excited to wake up and do it. I'm getting perfect, the perfect amount of sleep to feel rested and strong. Anything, any of those affirmations before bed. And if you can look at when you're setting your intention that, that night before, create whatever you're going to do for your miracle morning. The thing you like the best, do first. Mm-hmm. So like Felicia likes to exercise first. Mm-hmm. I like to meditate first. Mm-hmm. For me, I love it so much now that when I'm going to bed, I can picture, like I like imagine in the morning my my whole thing. I start with meditation because it's my favorite. And then I go forward and I end with a tub and a book. So like going to bed, I'm like feeling pumped already for waking up. Mm-hmm. And we yep. all have the time where you're waking up to go on a trip and you can wake up at four in the morning and totally. you're pumped about Christmas it. Eve. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Christmas morning. <laughs> totally. So if you can just, just take a quick little before you go to bed, say, and you can, again, read those affirmations, but I love the idea, Felicia, as you are saying that. Just like, you're actually, you take a minute to like look forward to it. Like, yeah. I'm actually pumped to wake up tomorrow. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Yep. And a, a lot of times I also like to, when I'm setting that intention, intention sounds like such like a formal thing, but really I'm just in bed thinking, debriefing that day like this kind of happened with Cohen and tomorrow so I would like to do this better or or, oh I really want to read that in the morning and kind of learn about that planning setting my intentions for the next day looking forward to it instead of I just want to sleep (laughs) okay so next tip um put your alarm clock across the room so you actually have to get out of bed to turn off your alarm alarm clock motion creates energy kind of gets you going um and you may change that later, but I think yeah. if you start with that, yeah. wow. Yeah, it gets it, you up and just Your motivation moving. number mm-hmm. goes way, way, way up. Totally. Just once you've walked across the room. Totally. It's like, oh, it's not worth walking back to bed now. Yeah, you know? it's not back in. Um, brush your teeth. Um, while repeating the mantra, in five minutes, I will be awake. So I think anything like minty, cold, refreshing right when you wake up is just... I had never brushed my teeth right when I woke up. I always waited till you know, like after breakfast. Mm-hmm. But super helpful in waking yourself up. I even like to do, like, splash some water on my face. Mm. That really helps me. Um, drink a glass of water. Another little pro tip with that is to just fill it up and have it on your side of your nightstand or just the side of your bed. And right when you wake up, just drink it. And that really wakes me up. And then... Kind of two options here, get dressed or if you're going to work out. So for me, I put on my workout or exercise clothes, change out of whatever I was sleeping in. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. try to do your miracle morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do sometimes still do my miracle morning whenever I slept in, but I'm much more motivated to have it be 
super effective and good if I actually change out of those clothes. And all these tips are, <clears throat> these are just tips to in the first 30 seconds, yep. over 60 seconds after you wake up and you walk across that room uh-huh. to make your motivation level so high that you're not going to go back to bed. Exactly. So all those things, if you can just do them immediately. So like for me, my phone is in my bathroom. So I have to, I'm already in my bathroom. I'm there. My mm-hmm. clothes are right there in my closet. Mm-hmm. My sink and my toothbrush are right there. Mm-hmm. So like literally I've already made it. This far. This far. Yep. It's so easy. Once, if I commit to myself, I'm going to brush my teeth, I'm going to get dressed, I'm going to drink my glass of water every time. So you're allowing yourself to feel the desire to go back to bed. You allow that feeling and you just say, after I do these five things, after I drink my water, brush my teeth, get dressed, do I really still want to go back? You can even Mm -hmm. tell yourself, I'll let myself go back if I do all these things no matter what. And I can guarantee it. Once you do all those things, you're going to be like, I am. I'm already up. I'm up. Yep. Yep. Totally. It's like, it's like almost like you're tricking your brain. Like, yep. I'll tell myself, once I do these things, uh-huh. I can go back. But you never yeah. want to by that point. Totally. So just do those things. That's so helpful. And then a couple other tips that are, are not in this book, but just tips that we love. Try, again, to really get that good amount of sleep for you. Some tips for that. Um, avoiding blue light. So screens, all that kind of stuff. If you're having a really hard time falling asleep earlier to get more sleep, try. There's some really cool... Um, glasses that you can wear that eliminate blue light so you can still enjoy your shows and whatever you like for entertainment at night um or try reading if that works for you for me I'm like I love shows I don't want to have to give up watching my movies I if I want to watch a movie so I love those blue light eliminating glasses we'll put a link to those in our notes yeah um try to shut off 30 minutes before bed so even if you are like watching a show or something try to have even 15 but 15 to 30 minutes of like a little reading or talking with your spouse or just even like sometimes some like nice stretching, just relaxing to get into the mood of going to sleep. So get a good nighttime routine so you get that sleep. Um, and we talk about kids all the time needing a bedtime routine. We Guess know. what? Adults need it too. It's if so true. If you're falling asleep while watching a show, yep. you know, then yeah. that's not a great bedtime routine totally. for, you, for your totally. like sleep cycle. You want to yes. be able to have your last thought going to bed. I'm going to get good rest. I'm going to mm-hmm. wake up feeling awesome. And I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to the day. You mm-hmm. want that to be your last yep. thought. Yep. Not like somebody's falling off a cliff. Yeah. As you're like dozing, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, totally. And also just another tip is cut down on your stimulants. Mm-hmm. So if you drink caffeine mm-hmm. or eat really high sugar stuff, I mean, obviously, well, I mean, I eat dessert at dinner, yeah. time, obviously, hour yeah. after, whatever, whatever yeah. your thing is. But I would say specifically caffeinated stuff. Uh-huh. Just don't drink it in the if if you're having a hard time sleeping at night, don't mm-hmm. drink it in the afternoon. Yep, and yep. try it out because you have nothing to lose, really. It's so true. Um, and then also planning out. So we're gonna share our morning routines after the break. But if I like to now, I've memorized it and I know. But when you're just getting into it, know what you're going to do so it eliminates that decision fatigue that we all get. Because you don't want to be making decisions when oh, you first wake up. No, 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 no. Heavens, no. You just want to be able to fall right into the routine. Yep. Just like you're falling into a, a rocking chair. Like that yep. feeling of like, oh, yes, this I know this. This, this feels what good. what we do. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, kind of bigger picture, is to uh, re- switch your accountability to intrinsic motivation. Because a lot of us, all growing up, our parents are kind of like, do this, do this. And then teachers and coaches and even our jobs, our extrinsic motivation, even our kids taking care of them, extrinsic motivation. So all, a lot of our life is like somebody else. Like if you have a meeting, you're going to be there at 5 a.m. But can you switch and strengthen that intrinsic motivation muscle to be like, it's 5 a.m. and I'm waking up because I want to, not because mm-hmm. I have to for somebody else. Because mm-hmm. showing up for myself is just important. Like Felicia, yep. neither of us have ever just slept yep. through and just not showed up for our podcast morning. Yep. Yep. But do we ever think that it's fine to sleep in for our meeting with ourselves? Yep. You know? yep. And it's just as important with ourselves. Yeah. So I love that. And that's a muscle that you're increasing. And the more you practice it, it's so awesome when you can actually totally. just feel like I, my relationship to myself is important enough that I'm always going to show up for myself. Exactly. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll come back with um, our morning routines and also some tips for if your kids are waking up at the butt crack of dawn. <laughs> Thank you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So we're going to go through just kind of how our mornings, because we just love anytime you can hear what somebody's doing, because it always is kind of changing a little bit around. And uh, hopefully we can give you some inspiration by just telling you what's working for us right now. And uh, first of all, the acronym for the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, are, is, is the acronym is SAVERS. So the S is for silence, which is you can just sit quietly, you can do meditation, whatever. A is for affirmations. V is visualization. <laughs> e is exercise of some kind, physical exercise. R is for reading. And the last S is for scribing or writing in your journal. So how that looks for me right now that I'm loving. I wake up. I go, I go straight. I go down. I have a specific place in my house. It's my favorite place. I'm surrounded by books. And I do my meditation right there. And I have and I have a bucket. And this is super helpful. I have literally, it's a Miracle Morning bucket. And it has everything I need for Miracle Morning. So I'm not like rummaging around trying to find my journal. Yes. Right? I have, I have my affirmations written like right there in my bucket. I have my scriptures. I have my journal. I have everything I could possibly want. I even have now that I'm trying to write, like creative write, I have my um, iPad Pro sitting right there. Mm-hmm. So I literally... I walk, I brush my teeth, drink my water. And for me, I already told you guys, but my phone is always in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. I've actually started my pro tip for waking up. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this before. Felicia's going to talk about her um, concept of where she keeps her phone. But for me, I like to, once you start getting in the rhythm of this, I think if, I think after about 30 days, I don't know, you see what happens for you. But if you can be getting the right amount of sleep, then you can tell yourself, I'm going to wake up at 4.55 instead of 5. My alarm's going to go up at 5. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I wake up in the morning, it's amazing. Your brain can just, your brain's incredible. It can just wake you up. And then I allow myself actually in bed. I just lay there and I say over and over and over, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just say thank you over and over. And I snuggle into my husband and I'm like impressed with my brain for waking me up. And I know my alarm's going to go off soon. Mm-hmm. And I just lay there saying thank you over and over and over. So when I when my hit when my feet hit the floor getting out of bed, I'm feeling like so overwhelmed with joy just mm-hmm. to be alive. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So anyway, then I go downstairs. I have my uh, – I like to bring some hot tea with me to my couch. So like I go down. I sit on my couch. I have my little tea by me. But I actually just let it sit and like cool mm-hmm. as I do my meditation part. Um, and I have a lot of, if you listen to the second episode, I go a lot into different meditation practices. I'm doing a specific meditation right now called the Twin Hearts Meditation by Master Choa. One of my favorites. Yeah. It's so good. Master Choa Koksui. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. And I do my meditation. And so I'm feeling just like totally full, like you literally like pull energy into yourself. I mean, it's amazing. Then I pull out, I have my affirmations written down, which are just things that over really the years, when I have a negative belief that keeps coming back, I'll write down the, the kind of opposite of that and put it in. Or when I read a book that has a really great affirmation, I read it. And I just, I literally just say my affirmations out loud. Then I usually, I, um, I just started doing this thing with visualization. So there's some awesome ways to visualize. And honestly, we could use a whole episode just on different ways to visualize. But the concept of visual, visualization is that you're bringing the energy of what you want you're bringing yourself up to that level of energy. So it's like a tuning fork. You're like getting in tune with the things you're trying to get in, get in life. And it kind of 
just makes those things come to you. It's mm-hmm. quite incredible, actually. So what I've started doing lately that I've been loving, I just like journal it. Like I am so happy and grateful now that I, um, that I've experienced this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I actually just write out my visualizations as though I've already achieved them. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's what I'm doing. It probably takes me maybe like two or three minutes just to write them like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, it's been really. It's, I actually look forward to it. I really enjoy, it. and I do it in cursive because cursive. Apparently, is a dying art. It is a dying art. I like make my kids learn cursive and calligraphy because I think it is a dying art. But also, they've shown that it goes into subconscious very well when you write in cursive. Anyway, so that's just what I'm doing now. It's a fun difference in visualization that I've done in the past, and I really enjoy it. Then for me, don't judge me here, all you fit people out there. But for me, right now, I have a quite minimalist approach to working out. Um, I do. So for me, like I'm all about like being active because I like to be active because I like using my body. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not a fitness professional Mm -hmm. though. So what I like to do is I do, I just take one minute and I do really, really, really slow push-ups. Like I'm talking super slow, super slow. An actual, it's an actual thing. Like it's actually research backing it up. It's real. Um, anyway, so you go like, I mean, I'm talking like, I take like 20 full seconds to like go down and up and I just take a minute and do that so mm-hmm. I probably get in five push-ups mm-hmm. and then same thing with just squats I just go down really low and I actually take it up a notch by this is gonna sound silly but I take my right hand cross it over to my left ear my left hand cross it over to my right ear so like I have like a triangle of uh, elbows in front of me mm-hmm. while I do these super super slow squats again one minute mm-hmm. very slow mm-hmm. and there's like incredible research oh my heavens on you're crossing the hemispheres called super brain yoga it's like there's studies with kids it like can help with adhd and all those kinds of things and you also get some squats in so i do that and then i just i live on a hill and i just get out and i don't have shoes on and i just run and i just sprint like the feeling when you're sprinting and you're like like you felt when you're a kid like Mm -hmm. and i'm like almost laughing like it makes me so happy i just sprint as fast as i can up this hill and i'm smiling like it's so it feels so good (laughs) Sometimes at this point, sometimes my daughter, my oldest daughter is awake and sometimes she'll come with me and she loves it. And we go up and just enjoy this gorgeous view and then we just walk back down. And when I say sprint, I sprint until I can't sprint anymore, which is probably like 20 seconds. Because mm-hmm. on hills it's hard. And then I just oh, yeah. walk to the next mailbox. So I, I, okay, I sprint and then I like get to the next mailbox. As soon as I feel like I can't sprint anymore, I just sprint to the next mailbox. Mm-hmm. And then I get a walk. And then as soon as I catch my breath again, I just keep sprinting until I get to the top of this hill. And then I just walk back down. And guys, it takes 10 minutes. It's not a lot. So when you have little kids, I'm not like pumping it out of the gym for an hour a day, but in 15 minutes in the morning, I get something that makes me really happy. makes me feel good. I'm using all my stuff. My heart's getting a good workout. My muscles are getting some resistance and I feel really good about it. And it's doable. I, I can do it every day and I really look forward to it. And that's the whole thing with doing exercises in the morning is getting your blood pumping. That doesn't mean maybe if you're a gym person, you don't go to the gym later. But it's it's not about, like, I have to get this full workout in. For our stage, that our workout to do in the morning is the only workout. But it just get your blood pumping, 100 yeah. jumping jacks, whatever it is. Yeah. And, if yeah, if you have a time where you're like, I like my 10 o'clock gym class, mm-hmm. then do a few slow push-ups or do a sunrise salutation yoga. Yeah. Whatever. You can do whatever you want. But that right now is working really well for me. And then the crowning achievement of the morning is I come inside and I hop in the tub with my book and I have Epsom salts and clay mixture that I have together and I pour it in and I read. And it's probably, I'm probably in the tub for at least 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and it's amazing what, so I probably get at least 10 minutes of reading in the tub each morning Mm -hmm. and obviously I read those books a lot slower than the ones I listen to. But it's still amazing. You, I can, you know, you get a book done and probably takes me two weeks to finish totally. a nice size book. Totally. Just a little bit every day. I think we underestimate a lot. Mm-hmm. We just think, well, I never, I don't have big chunks to sit down and read. So yeah. I don't just sit and read. read. Yeah. Anyway, so I read and I read a variety of books. Sometimes I'll read a fiction, nonfiction, or a self-help book that I'm really looking forward to. But it's always a book I'm enjoying. Mm-hmm. And I do my, and sorry to circle back, but during my visualization, affirmation, meditation period. That's when I do my like religious text, like scripture study. Mm -hmm. And I incorporate prayer into that as well. So Mm -hmm. like before my meditation, after, sometimes even as I'm journaling, I'll like say a prayer of gratitude. So for me, for those of you out there, some people include 
their religious text study as they're reading, mm-hmm. which would totally work as well. I don't because I'm in the tub and I don't want my scriptures to get <laughs> yeah. even a drip off yeah. them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you find what works for you. But right now, that's what's working for, for me. And you can just take the things that, if any of those were, were like, yes, I can do that, mm-hmm. then pull those in. And if they don't, and you find something that works for you, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. You find something that you are looking forward to that rejuvenates you and it works. And that's all that matters is that it works for, for you. Yep. And in the order that works for you. So <clears throat> my morning routine, um, unlike Terrellyn, I have a hard time starting with a long meditation time because it kind of, I, I don't know, I get a little more sleepy. So I get myself awake. For me, it's um, drink a big glass of water and splash water on my face, get my workout clothes on. Those are the big, sometimes, I used to always brush my teeth. Now it's more sometimes I brush my teeth. Um, And then I do a few minutes of silence. So meditation, prayer, um, kind of going into one, reflecting on goals, things I'm working on, and gratitude just in a short five minutes or under silence time. Um, And the Twin Hearts meditation that Terlin talked about, to just condense it down, um, a central part of it is you're breathing in love and and the energy, and then you're pushing that energy, and uh, the visual for that is like a golden light out through your head. And so I just, for some reason, that like flow works for me to think of that in a meditation. So deep breath in love and out through my head, um, energy back out into the universe. And I just love that. So that's usually the, the just short meditation I do. And then I exercise. For me, in the winter, it's hard. I work out just in my basement, whatever I'm feeling. Um, but once it starts getting warm, my favorite is I go on a run and do some sort of um, circuit training workout on our driveway slash in our garage. And during that time, I listen to a book or a podcast during that whole exercising time on audio. And then I come back in, I shower and get ready for the day. And as I'm getting ready, I will finish listening to the book, podcast, reading. So that's a good, at least hour of, if I'm doing it fast, it's, it's less, you know, but at least 30 minutes of reading that um, I get that time into learn something new or maybe I'm researching something for this podcast or even a fun book, I use that time. And then after I'm all showered, I come back to my same thing as Terlin. I have an area where I have my journal and my planner and those kind of things. And I write out goals. I journal, write my affirmations, visualize all of those things in the savers. I put all into that part after I get ready and char. And then one thing that I like to do if I have time is my friend um, Tessa Brown told me she called it this. I already did this, but I didn't know it had a cute name. But I like to go around and just kind of like pick up my house, things that maybe were left out or start a load of laundry. And I know some of you are like, that sounds horrible in the morning. But for me, it brings me joy. And so Tessa calls it waking up her house. And I think maybe her mom called it that. But I just love that. I'm like, that is the cutest little name. Like, I love the thought of like, I'm all ready, refreshed. I'm happy, joyful. I wake up my house. We're I'm ready for you kids. Now come and wake up. I'm ready for your day. Like it's, I feel excited for the day to start. So that is my morning routine. Um, oh, also, after I shower and get ready, I love, I don't know if any of you have heard of, um, Tim Ferriss does like titanium tea or bulletproof coffee or some sort of like really good morning drink full of all the healthy fats and good energy, all those things. You can look up either of those. We'll put a link in the show notes. I really love to start my day with that. And I also, I love, it tastes good to me. It's it's a motivation to get up and be like, I get to have my little like journaling time with my yummy drink by myself without my kids. Um, so that's my morning routine. And then a couple tips we wanted to give you guys on, we had a lot of people mention that, man, my kids just wake up so early. I can't fathom 
doing this morning routine or waking up before them. So use those motivations that we talked about before. Also, if your kids are already up, um, try doing a short miracle morning while they're awake instead of trying to push through some unsatisfying sleep. At least it is for me if my kids are already awake. Might as well make the most of it. Do a short six-minute miracle morning. Include them in a lot of you know the exercise, the journaling, whatever that they can do, and just make it a priority for you and let them know that you can be awake or you can go back to bed, but this is mom's time that I'm going to be doing this for myself. Um, also, maybe take a look at their bedtime. There's been a lot of research about how kids sleep longer when they go to bed earlier or are more well-rested. Um, so make sure that they are well-rested, that you're eliminating those blue lights at night. It's the same for kids. So night lights have blue light. There are special lights that you can switch them out, but night lights have blue light, limit screen time before bed, all of those things. And then another one that has worked for me is the wake-up clock. I think it's like the official name is ready to wake, but there's a lot of different versions of it just on Amazon. But the whole idea is you put this light in their room and it comes on when it's the right time for them to wake up. When I first heard this, I thought that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. No kid's going to wait until their light comes on to come out. I just thought, what? Like, at least my kids are not that compliant, but totally worked for us. I love, um, are ready to wake. I Using that clock, I've gained almost an hour and a half of just slowly pushing the clock later and later um, of them sleeping in. So try a few of those things and I just, yeah, try this or not, but guys, give yourself at least six minutes, one minute each for each of the savers. So Hal Elrod, Elrod calls them savers because they're, they saved his life. And if you read his book, you'll see why. But so it's silence affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing or writing. And you can adapt it for you, but just try it, guys. I think it will change all of your lives. That sounds cheesy, but it's really done that for us. All right, let's find the magic. Brown cows. <laughs>